welcome to the Millennial Success Stories podcast, a space for millennial women entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and those who dare to forge their own path. My name is Jackie Kossoff, and I'm a marketing strategist and success coach, multi-passionate entrepreneur, writer, traveler, and history lover. The mission of this podcast is to uplift, inspire, and empower young women to create a life that reflects their own version of success. I believe in sharing our experiences so we may learn from one another and grow together as a community. In season two, I invite you to dive deeper with us as we get to learn more about the nuances of success and our ever-evolving perspectives on what it means to be successful in business and in life. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey and grow your own marketing business, I encourage you to sign up for Success Breakthrough Call, where we'll have the opportunity to connect personally. Now, without any further ado, for those of you ready to write your own success stories, let us begin. And always remember, success has no age requirement. Hello, and welcome to the solo cast of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. This episode is all about legal and other stuff. So this is another one of those topics that most entrepreneurs don't even want to touch. Um, But I think that it is super important to just kind of talk about some basics, especially for when you're just getting started or when you're growing your business, um, the first few years of your business. Because you really want to make sure that you are starting things um, the right way. So I do want to say I know that most entrepreneurs don't talk about um, legal accounting or insurance uh, things um, because they're not experts. And I do want to say, full disclaimer, I am not an expert either. I am not a legal expert, an accounting expert, or an insurance expert by any stretch of the imagination. However, I do have personal experience growing a business from the ground up and, uh, you know, kind of having to answer these questions myself and and having these experiences as a business owner. And so I just kind of want to give that perspective, right? So the perspective from an entrepreneur rather than, um, you know, a lawyer, an accountant, or an insurance agent, just so that it's, you can kind of get more of a sense of like what it's like. And it's more like how we would have a conversation uh, over a cup of coffee or, you know, now like through a Zoom coffee chat or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Let's get started. (laughs) I have a few basic questions that I just wanted to, I guess, kind of answer. And these are questions I see in the entrepreneur space a lot for entrepreneurs who are just starting out. So like, you know, first year of business when you are, um, you know, kind of asking yourself, okay, so how do I get this business started? How do I start this the right way? What do I do? Um, you know, when I'm working with people and, um, and what do I do for taxes? And like, how does that all work? So I just wanted to kind of give some perspective from my own experience. Um, so I, I want to kind of, you know, start with the legal stuff. So talking a few legal things, uh, and the first question that I think is asked so much, <laughs> and there are so many different answers, um, is, you know, should I start my business as an LLC or a sole proprietorship? So first of all, I'm going to say this is going to differ based on, you know, what kind of business you're starting. For me, you know, I'm a service-based business. So this was the question that I asked. Depending on what kind of business you're starting, if you're starting a product-based business, for example, uh, a completely different uh, business entity designation might be right for you. So I can't speak to any of that, but I can speak to answering this question, um, how, how I found the answers to this question when I got started. So 
I do consider myself very fortunate to actually have not one, but uh, both of my parents uh, as um, both my parents are attorneys. They're both lawyers. And so I actually asked them this question. So I asked them, what does it make more sense for me to, you know, be an LLC from the beginning, stay as a sole proprietorship? Like, what should that look like? And the advice that they gave me was mainly due to the fact that I, you know, live in California and to um, register for an LLC is actually a, a decent sized investment, lots of paperwork. So that is the reality for people living in California. But as with all of these topics, the reality for for someone living in another state uh, might be completely different. Um, signing up for uh, an LLC might be very inexpensive. It might be very easy. You might only need to like fill out one form and like submit it and then you're done. Uh, so definitely like, you know, looking into that in your area, getting advice um, locally, whether from a professional, but also you could ask other business owners. I know that as an entrepreneur, I love, you know, just kind of giving advice to other entrepreneurs. Um, one of the reasons why I'm a coach, <laughs> but you know, I think that just talking with with your fellow entrepreneurs about it is also a good idea, but especially when you're talking about something as specific as what should I do, you know, about setting up my business legally in my state or my county, even you might want to find someone who is in your same, uh, same area. Um, this of course also goes for those of you who are in, um, another, another country, and you know anywhere around the world, because of course those uh, these sorts of legal and accounting uh, and even insurance questions are going to be very different uh, depending on where you are in the world. Um, so, essentially, what uh, what I decided to do was start as a sole proprietorship until my business uh, reached the point where it made sense for me, uh, from an, a business investment standpoint, to purchase the LLC designation and and make that uh, make that step. So next, um, next I want to talk about contracts. Contracts are so incredibly important. This is a, a particular subtopic under the legal umbrella that I really want to, um, to stress the importance of and the benefits of. So, you know, as I said, both my parents are lawyers. And so for me, getting things in writing and always having a contract, having things laid out in black and white, that was something that was kind of just like a no brainer for me. Um, and so I knew from the beginning that I wanted to, um, you know, have very thorough um, contracts that are really protecting me um, and also protecting the client. Like I think that, you know, when you have a service-based business, um, you know, your contracts are supposed to outline the work that you're doing. And they're also supposed to outline, you know, the, uh, you know, the relationship between you and the client, right? So yes, it's to protect you, but it's also to protect the client so that the client knows exactly what they're getting. Um, and the client knows what's expected of them as well, right? So some of the things that I have in my contracts, you know, I have, of course, the general, um, you know, liability waivers and different clauses that just kind of talk about, you know, what services are, disclaimers, different things like that. I also talk about what's included in my packages, of course, you know, so that the client knows exactly what they're paying for. I also talk a little bit about what's not included so that the client understands if they need something that's not listed here. That would be a separate, um, a separate payment. That might be a separate contract, depending on what the work is, um, and so what that would look like. 
Um, we also talk about the terms of our agreement, whether that's the length of time. We talk about, you know, can you use these materials? Can I use your materials? What, what does that look like? And also, you know, communication, right? So really setting those parameters, um, you know, are you going to allow your clients to contact you by phone 24-7 or, or are you going to put some uh, restrictions? Is it going to be you have to schedule in advance? It's going to be mainly email, mainly chat. What What is that going to look like, right? So all those things set out in the contract. Also, do you provide refunds? Um, do you, you know, have any sort of partial payment uh, option or, you know, are your clients uh, liable for the full, uh, full price of the agreed upon services, even if they don't like the outcome, right? So those are just some things that I make sure that I have in my contracts. Um, and I'm actually going to include some links to contract templates, sites where you can either purchase templates or get uh, some free templates, because it is so incredibly important to have 100% legally binding and also uh, well done contracts. <laughs> um, very important. And I think it's an essential investment in your business must be you must have contracts. Um, it's like, I mean, especially from if you're a service based business. And this is all for service based businesses, not necessarily if you're just, you know, if you're selling products, that's a completely different, um, you need completely different legal protections. But for services, service based businesses, contracts are going to be your main legal protection um, and also just kind of setting expectations. Yeah, super important. Highly recommend getting professionally drafted templates and customizing those. That's also what I did, you know, so yes, both my parents are lawyers. Um, I suppose if they really wanted to, which they didn't, um, they could have drafted my contracts for me um, from scratch. I actually did purchase templates and then I've, you know, they've made a few adjustments to them if needed, but otherwise um, when they read through them, they actually said they were really great. So I'm going to be linking those resources in the show notes that you have those as well. Lastly, I do want to talk about uh, some warnings for contracts. So when you are working with someone, let's say that they provide the contract, right? So I have had a few clients where they would rather provide the contract and that's perfectly fine. I totally respect that. But, you know, there have been a few instances where I've been reading through these contracts and I will see something that is just, um, I mean, for me, I would never agree to it in a million years. <laughs> so a lot of times what I say is make sure that you read through the contracts very thoroughly. If you don't understand what something means, ask somebody to read it over, Google it, um, you know, make sure that you are 100% confident in what this, um, this contract means and what you are agreeing to. Because unfortunately I have seen some, uh, some businesses include some very unethical <laughs> um, and quite concerning terms in their contracts, which I would never agree to. I would never want um, really any service provider agreeing to. Like I asked my parents, I was like, is this even, can they even do this? Like, would this hold up in court? And, um, and unfortunately, because it's in the contract and because you're actually agreeing to it, it would most likely hold, hold up in court. And so I just highly encourage you, please read, um, read through everything in the contract. Um, I've seen some pretty scary things. I've seen businesses, you know, claim that they can just, um, you know, take over your business or take hold of all of your assets uh, if, you know, X, Y, Z happens. 
and even if it's not even related to the work that you do together. So um, very, very scary. And so I think that it is just super important to make sure that you're aware of everything that you're agreeing to and make sure that you are not agreeing to anything that could be detrimental to your business down the road um, or your livelihood, just in general. <laughs> okay, lastly, before I move on to accounting questions, I just wanted to say that you also want to make sure that you have the proper legal disclaimers and policies in place on your website because um, it is actually illegal on the internet in general, um, to sell anything on the internet without proper terms of service um, documents and privacy policies on your website. So make sure you have those. You can also find templates for those and those will also be in the show notes. Um, a lot of the resources that I will be suggesting, they will also have templates for you to uh, put on your website, privacy policy, disclaimer, terms of service for, um, you know, for anything you may be selling on your website, as well as a general website terms of service, just for regular visitors, those sorts of things. Okay. So moving on to uh, some basic accounting questions. First of all, I know some people will, you know, ask like, should I have an accountant from the beginning? In my experience, getting an accountant, I, I do have an accountant. Um, I've had an accountant since I started my business and it's honestly, I highly, highly recommend it just like from a you know, personal recommendation, get a CPA, get an accountant or someone who, uh, you know, is a professional tax preparer to do your taxes for you. In my experience, it's only a few hundred dollars. I think it is a wonderful investment and, you know, just making sure that you are not making any uh, mistakes. Uh, so unless you, you know, like went to college for accounting and you're doing accounting and all that stuff then I would just highly recommend you to get an accountant um, as a business owner. I think it's also wonderful practice for when your business is growing uh, because, you know, there will come a time where you will, you will have an accountant do your taxes for you, like most likely because you're just going to be that successful and that's just going to be how things work. Also, I think that it's really great to build a relationship with an accountant because as your business grows, you will be asking them more questions. So for instance, I've grown my business through multiple income streams. I've uh, grown my business through hiring different people in different capacities. And my accountant has been able to really give me some great suggestions about like how to do this, how this is going to affect the, the taxes I pay, the profit I can take home and, and all those sorts of things. So, um, definitely have helped me make some, um, some really exciting decisions, some really tough decisions, all those sorts of things. And really helped me understand what this is going to mean for my business. And my accounts also helped me uh, avoid some uh, potentially uh, bad uh, mistakes, I guess you could say, uh, that I would make in growing my business. So uh, definitely very, uh, very beneficial to get a CPA, start that relationship. Um, if you feel that you would also like a bookkeeper or you want to try to find someone who's um, kind of has more uh, holistic services, of course, you could do that as well. Personally, I recommend, I do this myself, doing your own bookkeeping, especially in the beginning as you're first growing your business, so that you really understand where every single cent is coming in and where every single cent is going. Um, I personally still do my own bookkeeping. Um, I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I am thinking about outsourcing that soon. However, 
I do my own bookkeeping uh, every single week. Usually on Fridays, I will sit down at the end of the week and just, you know, account for every single expense and income uh, that I have received that week in my business. And it really helps break things up so that, you know, you're not having to sit there at the end of the month um, and trying to, you know, get through all your transactions, but really just doing it week by week, super helpful. And so I highly recommend that as well. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mention, I know that um, in terms of accounting and accountants and getting a CPA or someone who's you know professionally trained to do your taxes, even using a service like H&R Block is very, very inexpensive. I know people who, um, people who don't have businesses who've used H&R Block for like $150. That's literally all it costs them to have their taxes done. Um, so I am not 100% sure about what that would be if as a small business owner, but definitely check out all different services. Highly recommend that. And then for, um, you know, just kind of general bookkeeping stuff, in addition to weekly check-ins, I also, of course, have quarterly uh, check-ins as well, where I look at all my quarterly expenses. My accountant actually has me uh, do a quarterly expenses sheet and send it to him so that he knows um, and he can calculate my quarterly taxes so that I can pay my uh, taxes quarterly instead of lump sum at the um, during tax season, um, which has been great. I also It also helps me know exactly how much money to um, kind of put in, in reserve for taxes every single month. Wonderful. Highly, highly recommend that as well. And lastly, I also just wanted to mention business insurance. So this is business liability insurance, particularly for, you know, service-based businesses. I'm sure there are a lot of other uh, insurance uh, types that you can get if you have like a product-based business or something else. But just for, you know, service-based businesses, for instance, me, I have a marketing agency, the prices of getting business liability insurance were amazing. It was wonderful. I was like, yes, I will totally do this to protect my business. Like just in case, you know, something crazy happens. Right. You know, cause I think as you're building your business, you know, you may not need this in the very beginning of your business, but you know, as you're building your business, as you're building your reputation, as you're working with clients who, you know, maybe have bigger budgets or, you know, there's more at stake, et cetera. Um, you know, you may want to have those kinds of protections, you know, you may want to have liability insurance just in case something happens and, you know, you find yourself needing to protect not only your property and your assets and things like that, but also your, um, your good name and and um, in your business itself. So I just would recommend looking into that if it makes sense for you, you know, from an investment standpoint, if it makes sense for you where your business is right now, or as you grow your business, um, you know, because as your business is worth more, yes, it's wonderful, but you also do want to make sure that you're protected just in case something crazy happens and you, you know, you find yourself uh, facing, um, you know, a situation. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. That's all I wanted to say about, um, you know, legal and other stuff as the title of this episode is. And I hope that you found something in this episode helpful for you, no matter where you are in your business, whether you are just starting out, still aspiring, or um, or you've, you've already been in business and you're just looking uh, how to protect yourself as you grow. So yeah. All right. Well, 
as always, thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And with that, I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Millennial Success Stories podcast. I would love to invite you to join our growing community of fellow millennial women entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs inside our free Facebook group, the Millennial Success Society. I also love connecting with fellow women entrepreneurs on Instagram. Find me at JackieCossop underscore LA. Feel free to send me a DM with any suggestions for future episodes or questions you'd like answered on the show. For all the latest show updates, exclusive resources for our listeners, or to apply to become a guest on the show, please visit the Millennial Success Stories podcast page on my website at www.jackiecossop.com slash podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time.